Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers. This is your host, Chop. Gator. Chris. Blake. And I think we're talking about Brazil this week. Yeah, what did we decide to call this this uh, new midweek that we're doing? It's uh, Critically Ashamed. Critically Ashamed, yeah. So this is Critically Ashamed, and today we're talking about Braz- the movie Brazil. Well, let's how give, how let's, fitting. Yeah. And what's, what's the, I guess, the premise of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can someone give us a synopsis? Let's break this down so well, we can... Hold on, hold on, hold on. First, what we're doing is, so the idea behind this segment is that we pick a movie that uh, nobody would ever watch normally. Yeah, that we wouldn't normally otherwise just check out spontaneously. Like, it's got to get us out of our comfort yeah. zone a little bit. So last time we did Troll Hunter, as some of you might remember. Which is uh, a really good movie. This time we did a movie called Brazil. Um, I want to say there's a lot of motherfuckers in this movie. Like, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot. The main one being Robert De Niro. And, uh, dude, he plays an awesome character. It's it's very... So it's... Uh, uh, is it Terry Gilliam? The guy that did Time Bandits and and uh, uh, shit, I can't remember. Is he the guy who like made the movie? He's the director. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a it's a dystopian, um, somewhat Orwellian, like nineteen eighty four. A little, it's like if if nineteen eighty four was on drugs. That's, yes, that's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's like, you know. Uh, Dark forces, like dark police that are dropping through the ceiling and like black bagging people. And um, there's like torture chambers. And but then there's also like uh, World War Two, like Soviet esque propaganda everywhere. And then there's also like motherfuckers flying around and like rocks coming to life. And and there's there's some weird uh, obsession with ducks. Did you all notice that? That's a. It's like a. It's like a fantasy guy. Like so, the main character he falls into this fantasy world where he becomes. What do you call the people with wings? Oh, angels. I don't know. Yeah, like a angel soldier thing, or whatever. Well, what's but weird about it it's, is it's somewhat like the world, the reality that they set up for us is somewhat whimsical. It's kind of out there just on its own. It's already mm-hmm. on drugs. Yeah. yeah. But then it, within the context of that whimsical world he goes into like these daydreams where dream world yeah and it's even more crazy and hardcore yeah and then it like correlates the two so like he'll be in a realistic setting and like he's having to fight off a security guard that's trying to like black bag his girlfriend and he goes into dream mode where he's like this angel soldier looking dude fighting, fighting like a this, this hundred foot samurai samurai yeah yeah dude <laughs> it's bizarre and it's a comedy too it's funny kind of yeah, it's got. Some, I don't know if it's gonna make you laugh, but it's it'll catch your wit, you know. And it's got a little bit of that that old school like nineteen eighties campiness to it, where like, like the the chick that keep every time he sees her, she's got more plastic surgery, and she's like a mummy because she keeps having surgery. And then so the she end, never looks good. Like she never looks better. She's well at the end. His mom at the end. His mom at the end. His mom is super hot. hot. Yeah, which is crazy. Like all the surgery pays off for her, but then there's the one that something goes wrong every time. Uh huh. So like, she just keeps looking worse. Like she keeps. <laughs> and she's like, my complication had a complication. Oh my god! <laughs> and by the end, she's she's she dies. Eventually, she dies. And when he opens the casket, she's like bone soup. Uh, yeah, just like, like bits and pieces. <laughs> like that's how bad it gets. It's and that's what I mean by it's got that eighties campiness that happens like in uh, Evil Dead or uh, 
those old school 80s like violent horror movies that have crazy makeup and special effects yeah they get that going too well and i think it gives a good vibe for like what people thought futuristic would feel like in 1985 like how they thought computers were going to progress and how they thought the world was going to progress oh and they had no idea like yeah the computer feeds are like paper like literally ticker tape going down with a magnifying but they're constantly updating so they they grasped a little bit up they were like 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 obviously there was some kind of network but they didn't they couldn't grasp like that the network repopulated itself on the screen It, it printed out this like paper that was just this long ribbon of paper and then they were reading it in these magnifying glasses instead of on you know their phones or a tv or something so i had quite the experience trying to watch this movie um when we decided we were going to do this one and uh i tried to do it like i know that pretty much my wife is not going to want to watch this movie kind of that's the context of what we're doing you know yeah so i tried to pick a night where it's like she's going to bed early i'm going to turn it on and then i get to watch it and whatever and she doesn't have to fuck with it and this movie was made in 1985 and the sound effects sound like it was made in 1971 <laughs> you explained it really well when because you watched it before i did and we so, talked about it so i turned this movie on and start watching it and i get a pretty good ways in maybe 45 minutes in and she starts she kind of i guess there was a big loud piece to it and it woke her up and then she was just mad just like hate anger screaming cussing mad and then like it continued on so the thing about this 1971 fucking uh sound effects thing is that you when they're talking you can barely hear them and so you got to turn your volume way up on the tv so you can hear when they're normally talking mm-hmm. yeah and then like the fucking sound effects is like they gave a bunch of toddlers pots and pans and metal spoons and are just like go <laughs> <laughs> yeah go bang shit. just pots and pans banging together That's- so i highly recommend if you have a significant other that you watch this movie like by yourself when that they're not actually around because even if you try to do it politely to where they're trying to sleep like it might cause a divorce <laughs> i noticed uh and i don't know if it's like a common thing like the with the 80s campiness but like the uh exaggerated features and stuff like that like the plastic surgery mm-hmm. remember the baseball caps that were like oh yeah like, fucking eight inches long that was bob yeah. hoskins that was uh mario he was also mr smee and hook he, he looked so familiar uh-huh. i was like mm-hmm. who is that guy yeah there's just a lot so many weird things like that you know like yeah it was it was a cool movie. It, it fit the bill for what we're trying to do with this segment perfectly. Um, so if you're into that kind of weird movies type shit, check it out for sure. What what? It's good. What what do you think? What do you think he was going like? What was he trying to say? And then also, um, mm, there's there, a lot there. There was a little bit of so the notes about um, terrorism. Remember? Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's really paranoid about terrorists and like they're they're in a well a, everybody is well it's, they're all anti-terrorist people aren't they? And they're yeah. in a restaurant and like the restaurant blows up while they're eating. They don't even look at it because they're like desensitized to it. And yeah. the restaurant comes over and they like put up one of those like foldable barrier like air thing. wall. Yeah, yeah. So that they can't see it. And that there's like explosions and they're just eating their, their dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, she, uh, she asks him, she's like, do you, do you uh, feel guilty or something about, about where you work? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, in um, what is, what does he work? What branch it's called? Like, uh, information something oh secu- Inf- services or security In- information retrieval yeah that's what it is yeah so basically they're they're torturing okay. people right yeah. like that's mm-hmm. what they're doing mm-hmm. um so she's like in information retrieval do you feel guilty about working there and he's like well would the alternative is terrorists would you rather have terrorists and she's like how many terrorists do you know 
And he's like, well, I've never actually met one. It's just my first day. <laughs> but like that, that's for some reason of the whole movie, that question, have you ever met a terror? Like it's kind of the whole underlying theme that, you know, you can go back to world war two, the Nazis or just all the way throughout history uh, is the, the underlying theme of like people accepting martial law in lieu of safety right like we mm-hmm. just give up our freedoms for safety left and right you know like oh people crash cars let's make laws about cars oh you know gun laws etc cetera, etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and so it kind of, i feel like that's kind of one of the driving things kind of like chris said early on it almost an animal farm type deal yeah you uh-huh. know where there's big underlying tones there or a v for data v for vendetta like it's definitely dystopian like yeah it's really hard to explain what this movie's about, but dystopian is a good word to start with. Dystopian comedy. Um, also, I really liked Robert De Niro's, like, like his punk rock character. Because he was he was a quote-unquote terrorist, right? Mm-hmm. Air quotes, terrorist. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't doing bad things. Like, the, you get introduced to Robert De Niro because the guy's having a... a uh, air conditioning, air conditioning. Yeah, it's yeah. Air conditioner goes he's having up. an air conditioning issue that bladder and and so he calls services something services yeah to to come in and fix it and they're like you know fuck you because it's all bureaucratic bullshit because the government runs it you know yeah yeah and and robert de niro comes and knocks on the door and he's like yeah i can fix this and he comes in and starts fixing the dude's air conditioner and he's like oh are you from whatever services and he's like no i just happened to overhear your your conversation <laughs> so he was spying on people he hears that this guy needs help, and he goes and fixes his air conditioner. Like yeah. that's that's how he fights the, the man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's his business almost. Yeah, and then and then he's just like, the guy's kind of picking at him, like, "Hey, what you know? What's your story? What are you doing?" And he just gets on a zip line and like zoom, disappears <laughs> around a building or something like Spider Man. <laughs> yep, and just scuba outfit. And then later you get to meet him again because those motherfuckers show back up the guys to fix his air conditioner and they don't actually, they're not there to fix it. They're just there to get paid and fuck shit up. So they're there just messing up everything. And, uh, they're there messing up everything. And Robert De Niro sees him and he's looking through the window and he's like, watch this. And he, they, they're wearing like these spacesuits, you know, like enclosed spacesuits. He switches uh-huh. the And he switches the, the hoses around outside. So it starts pumping shit into their space <laughs> and they can see it because their spacesuits are like clear. So they're watching like this poop fill around their feet and start coming up their leg. And they're like, oh, no, oh, no. And they're clawing <laughs> at their face, but they can't do anything about it. And then he keeps looking through the window and it shows him and it's like coming up over his mouth and getting up into his eyes. And then it goes back outside and he's like, they explode. They have a conversation. And then you see the poop splatter on the window. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Dude. That's the that's how he he fights the man is he just fucks with. Yeah, dude. Like everybody else. Sabotage. He terrorism saves him, saves him at the very end right mm-hmm. well i don't know there's a there's a weird twist at the end yeah there's a weird twist at the end it goes into like oedipus complex and then uh, uh necrophilia and then it's all in his mind and then something <laughs> else like i don't fucking know dude at the end it gets really weird i don't is it a good movie uh, maybe it was in 1985. Is it a good movie? No, <laughs> I guess it's it's probably good. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. Uh, I'll, I'll say that I, like I watched maybe two thirds of it and just was like, eh, I'm tapping out. Like I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I I stuck it out. the The end. 
it did feel like the end kept going. Like I thought it was over, and then they're like, "Nope, it's not over." And you're just like, "Okay, I'm gonna keep watching." Fine. And then fine. it ends again, and you're like, "All right, cool." And then it's like, "Nope, it's not over." Yep. Uh, I don't want to say it's a good movie, but you should watch it. I think it's good for a certain audience. Maybe uh, an audience that's into that whole, you know, dystopian Orwellian type of conspiracy I feel, thing. I feel like somebody should have told me if I'm going to watch this movie that I should do drugs. <laughs> like, eat a handful of mushrooms and watch that movie. It might be a good time. It might also be scary <laughs> as fuck. I don't know. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> so, what I am, so, what I'm going to say is that... I think I got the next movie lined up, and I think you guys are going to like it. Probably not. Fuck you, Chubb. All right, shoot. So, it's called The Boys and Girls Guide to Getting Down. Okay. It's a... Uh, I've actually seen it before. It's uh, it's like an 80s mockumentary kind of thing where, like, think the sex, eds, sex ed videos they showed you in, like, the early 80s and 90s. Uh, oh, I remember those. Yeah. But in, but instead of like sex ed, they're basically like telling you how to score coke and how to not get pulled over while you're driving drunk and how to get laid and all the of that important shit. They should teach all that and finances <laughs> like in high school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, and and it's actually super fucking good. And it's it's it, yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's it's got a lot going for it. That's where, uh, if you ever heard us talk about like the hot dogs on the back of the bouncer's neck, that's where that came from. Nice. You've yeah, you've mentioned it before. I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out. Now, I mean, now we're now we have to. So. We have to. Right? Yeah, you spill the beans, man. So uh, hey, Chop, yeah, I look forward to it. Chop, I'm warning you. When we uh, do that next segment of critically ashamed, uh, you'll be about due to finish off these death nuts we got sitting here on the table too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so this has been critically ashamed Brazil. Uh, again, the mo- it's a movie. It's called Brazil, just like the country. Um, I'm also really excited to uh, mention the Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. Uh, it's it's whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show, there's a link to our Patreon account with pledges from $1 a month and up. Um, at Whiskey and Whiskers, you can also find links to the show no matter how you choose to listen on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, doesn't matter. They're all there. Um, and there's also live feeds to our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, yeah, again, you might go uh, click over there and see what it's about. Whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. Click it, click it, click it. 